and welcome to the Port Swing Orchestra podcast. I'm your conductor, Barry Stone. On the pod, I'm thrilled to be joined by Sandy Carson, Karen Scloss, and Thomas Hooper. This episode continues our series of conversations with artists participating in the Vast is the Sea, a series curated by Port Swing Orchestra, consisting of eight presentations from artists whose diverse works are united by their explorations of images, sound, and community, presented by CoLab Projects in Austin, Texas. The next and final presentations will take place at 7 and 8 p.m. on Saturday, February 24th. We'll start with Jessica Malios at 7, and Skloss will take the, the culvert at 8 p.m., accompanied by visuals provided by Thomas Hooper. Tickets are available on a sliding scale at collabprojects.org. At co-labprojects, all one word, dot o-r-g. Vast of the Sea is supported in part by grants for the Cultural Arts Division of the City of Austin Economic Development Department, the Texas Commission on the Arts, the National Endowment for the Arts, HEB, and CoLab Projects members. But before I get into our conversation with Skloss and Thomas, I should tell you that Port Swing Orchestra is an art project that pairs music recorded outside with images made on site, performed and recorded at home and away, solo and with others. Our orchestra is comprised of birds, guitars, artists, poets, and passing cars that spontaneously create ephemeral, symphonic, chance-inspired compositions. The original site and hub for all things PSO can be found at portswingorchestra.org. In addition to buying tickets, you can support PSO by subscribing and giving five stars to this podcast, following our feeds on Spotify, YouTube, and buying merch and recordings on Bandcamp. Or you can tell one person that you like the show or like the events that Port Swing Orchestra puts together. Port Swing Orchestra has a brand new CD, an album collecting PSO's second year of pieces. Each CD comes comes with a digital download. Skloss is a duo of Sandy Carson and Karen Skloss. Skloss is a filmmaker who has been on Barack Obama's pick list and edited seminal films about artists Sid Barrett and Towns Van Zandt. She was a founder of the dream pop band Moving Panoramas, and her work has been shown everywhere, from HBO and MoMA, in international theater, theatrical releases, and in film festivals all over. Sandy Carson is a former professional BMX pro writer turned photographer and cinematographer. His photography and film practice is a balance of commercial and editorial reportage, short and long form personal projects, and he is re- represented by Institute. His commercial clients include New Balance, Dell, Rafa, Levi's, Cannondale, Red Bull, ESPN, Sailor Jerry, Atlantic Records, goes on and on. He, and his work has been published in the New York Times, the British Journal of Photography, Aperture, Bicycling, Harper's, The Guardian, The Oxford American, Rolling Stone, everywhere. His work has been the subject of five monographs, including Pretty Much, published by Ain't Bad in 2021 and Passing Place by Yaffe Press, and I've Always Been a Cowboy, also by Yaffe Press. Skloss, the band, blends elements of heavy psychedelia, post-metal drones, meditative drums, and distorted riffs performed with honesty and deliberation. The resulting powerful atmospheric wall of sound is is a unique blend. A self-released debut EP, Voices Travel Through This, was released in 2022. Skloss were added to play the set at the 2022 Levitation Festival in Austin, Texas. And during the winter of 2023, Skloss holed up at Point West Studios with engineer Charles Godfrey, of the, who has worked with the Yeah Yeah Yeahs and the Swans, and recorded their S-T debut LP for release in 2024. Thomas Hooper was born in Hastings in East Sussex in the United Kingdom and started tattooing in 2001 while studying drawing at the London Institute of Art and Design. He began tattooing at Frith Street, that's Frith Street's Tattoo, before moving on to Save Tattoo in New York City and then Rock of Ages in Austin, Texas. And finally, he has returned to East Sussex to live full-time and continue tattooing and making art. Hooper's work draws its influences from many things, the sanctum of nature and natural forms, the unconscious, mathematical and geometric patterns, cosmology, and Eastern religious images. He tries to incorporate these ideas into intricate patterns and symbolism using complex pointillism, repetition, and detailed line work 
with the hopes of creating a visual language that is both meditative and pure in form. Hooper is a tattooing rock star whose elegant drawings attracts over 160,000 followers on Instagram. But not only tats- he's not only a tattoo artist, he makes videos, works on paper, and art in all manner of media. He's a devoted husband, father, also a former BMX pro rider, and we'll touch on uh, he and Sandy's past during the pod. He's an artist, music lover, and former performer um, whose vocal talents are much uh, desired and also talked about in the pod. He's an artist whose passions and energy seems to know no bounds, and it's a real privilege to get to know him and uh, have him on the pod. Our conversation is sometimes interrupted by drops in internet connection. I've done my best to sort of edit out, make it smooth, uh, but sometimes it's a little bit rocky, so be warned. Um, Curiously, it wasn't Thomas who was uh, phoning in from the UK. It was problems here stateside that caused most of the ruckus. We talk about their collaborations, their friendships, hardcore BMX, DIY culture, and community. After our conversation, we will have a very cool sneak peek world premiere from Scoss's new yet-to-be-released album. And now, here's my conversation with Sandy Carson, Karen Scloss, and Thomas Hooper. (laughs) Recording in progress. Sandy Carson, Karen Scloss, and Thomas Hooper. Welcome to the Port Swing Orchestra. Did I say Hooper? I did say Hooper. I, just, I said Hooper and not Hopper. Is that what I said? Uh, you know, it is Hooper, I, but you can just. It is Hooper. I wrote down Hopper. Hopper here. What did I do that for? It is Hooper. I'm going to try again. Jeez, this sucks. This is the worst podcast. I'm sorry. All right. It's a good intro. That's a, you should use that. It's a good intro. That's good. I like that. No human. Oh. It's human for sure. Okay, I'm gonna try again. Were we thinking we were human? Yeah, well, I mean, we're not human. We're like these little characters on a TV screen. Oh, right gotcha, All right. Um, I got Sandy Carson, Karen Scloss from Scloss, and Thomas Hooper here from England, uh, coming in from England on the Port Swing Orchestra podcast. I'm so glad to have them. This is a continuation of our series of podcasts talking about the Vast of the Sea series of events happening at CoLab Projects. And these guys are the last presentation of our series, which will happen here February 24th, starting at 8 p.m. You can get tickets on a sliding scale at CoLab Projects at co-labprojects, one word, dot O-R-G. So, I'm super excited to have you guys um, here, and also no no stranger to PSO. Sandy and I collaborated on PSO 107. Sandy brought out a banjo in the backyard and took a picture of the pool. Uh, maybe we'll do some sort of link or something, bring that back. Scoss is a band, family band, as a matter of fact. Thomas is an artist and tattooist, bringing the visual component. And let's start off with the music. What are we going to hear? Oh, and those for who are just starting following along, Collab is a big concrete culvert on about an acre of land. It's 40 foot by 10 foot by 10 foot. We've got two projectors projecting on the ceiling um, and then blankets on the floor, inviting people to look up. And uh, Sandy and Karen will be in the middle playing live while these projections that Thomas has handcrafted uh, specifically for this event. The music is also crafted specifically for this event. Uh, it's a really special and unique thing, um, about 45 minutes. But what are we going to hear um, on Saturday night? What are we going well, to hear? What are we going to hear? <laughs> <laughs> we gonna, we're going to hear uh, stunned silence is what we're going to hear. <laughs> <laughs> well, first, thanks for having us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, um, we are super excited about it. We're, we're working on, we, we've kind of picked out some of our more, shall we say, cosmic songs <laughs> off of a forthcoming album, uh, which will be our first album. Our band started in our living room during COVID because, you know, we happened to be married. I don't know if you can hear our dog. The dog's wanting to make a cameo. Uh, Where's Moose? Moose? 
This is also in the in the project, but he doesn't ever come to shows because it would blow out his ears. It's his birthday today. He's been really cheeky. Yeah. Uh, Happy birthday, Moose. <laughs> Five pound Chihuahua. But uh, yeah, so we we just recorded a record, um, and uh, we're picking out the most cosmic songs from the record, and then we're also working on a song that is kind of just especially for this that. I kind of look at almost like part, you know, rock song and part meditation. Sandy gave me a crystal bowl for Christmas, which, you know, I always kind of wanted one of those things. And um, that's like the kind you can kind of play or whatever. That's got like yeah. a, 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 what do you call that thing with you hold on? It's like a wand, but it's not a wand. They can't call it a wand. It, I think it is a wand. I think it's called oh, yeah. a wand. Of course, it's a wand. It's a magic I'm going to take my magic wand now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it'll be the Bulls' debut in uh, in a public performance. And, you know, maybe we'll work this into a, into Scloss. Who knows? But it's definitely going to be um, something that'll be a part of the show um, and kind of, to, to kind of get us into it. It's going to be a, kind of a build-in, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else, Sandy? Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> That's kind of what I was going to say. Yeah, we just kind of picked out sort of the most dramatic sort of songs that that would kind of fit the space that we're playing in. Um, I've no idea how it's going to sound, but I'm assuming it's going to be pretty loud in there. I'm quite glad you have openings on each end of the tunnel to let, to let the noise out. Yeah, to bring you Because <laughs> we, we have a very, our sound is a lot about um, kind of, Washy reverberation. Uh, well, there's a lot. Well, there's drums right there, and it's playing drums. And then drums. guitar, and but there's a lot of distorted guitar, and then there's guitar through like what three rigs or something like that. Yeah. So there's a lot of layers that's going on, and there's vocals too. And you both both provide some some vocal stuff and some sometimes it's riffy there's some riffs but it's a lot of sort of like textural uh layers that kind of builds there's you know and especially with the new record there's a lot of sort of hypnotic sounds that are maybe more say meditative yeah. which, which kind of makes sense right to think about what thomas does right um so sure. and you were you know i mean you guys go way back but you thought of him immediately, right? Are we thinking about making the album art um, for this new record? Um, can you talk about that process? And then, we'll, of course, we're here. About, I want to hear what Thomas has to say about what he's crafting for this for this event, for sure. Yeah, I, I see a gloss as like space gaze instead mm-hmm. of shoe gaze. Space gaze. Space gaze. <laughs> All right, now we know what we've done. We've got a new handle. Space that's, gaze. That's a new hashtag for sure. <laughs> Sandy, tell us how you picked Thomas to do the cover. I know you guys go way back. So can you tell me about that that process? When we had the 7-inch come out, Thomas uh, and Jacob Bannon did the artwork for that. And we really liked the vibe. And it just really fit what we were doing. And then, obviously, I was in touch with Thomas. Like, we're doing a record. And he, I think even Thomas said, hey, I'll, I'll totally do your artwork. Gatefold, whatever the hell you want. And I'm nice. like, all right, well, I mean, how could you say no to this guy? But uh, from the start, his, his work, you know, to me, it's been a big inspiration. And it's a real, his, you know, as a meditation, what he does uh, on a daily basis for work, tattooing, art, you know, he's also been a musician himself there back in the day. Want to hear more of that? Want to hear, want to hear more of that? You know, it was but, very, uh, a very loose description. <laughs> all right. Screamer then? I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, I, you know, with, especially with this performance, uh, you know, Thomas is going to do the artwork for the record. And I was like, look, we're, we're having this show that Barry asked us to do in this culvert. And I think, you know, if you projected some of your visuals, it would really go along. Like, it would just be such a good fit. Thomas, can you, you, you do these intricate drawings that are, somewhat inspired by sort of Tibetan works and, and meditations. And, and it, I mean, there's a whole variety of, of work that you do, but a lot of line work and a lot of intricacy. What are you, what are you making? What, what are the visuals and what are you thinking about for the projections um, in this space? Um, so uh, 
Uh, I'll answer that maybe in two parts. So my art in general is not just when I'm drawing, but when the drawing's done and I'm sitting there looking at it. And I don't mean this in like a, I mean, it is, but I don't mean in an extremely narcissistic, egotistical way where I'm just sitting there thinking how great I am. But, I, you know, I do these pictures and then I sit there and look at them and get a sense of, I don't know, just there's like a sense of space or otherness and like that meditative feeling, not not really during meditation, but that when you've been practicing meditation and it's going well, how you feel kind of afterwards, like searching for that sense of just not calm, but just that otherness, just like the when the door starts to slightly peek open to like everything else being where you see what's going on in the world and you, things start to slow down. Like when you, when things are going well in your life and you're, for me, this is, happens for me, but I'll be driving my car and I'll be, I'll see a swarm of birds. I'm not sure what the real word for it is, where, is it, where there's those birds flying in formation. And it's almost like you're watching a movie and it's a little bit slowed down, but this is, it's you in real life. And you're like, Oh, and you start peeking behind the door and feeling, seeing what's going on. So that's the purpose of why I make times is to kind of give me that sense the tattooing separate it feeds it they feed into each other but that's much more of a meditative action and also as a service to people um just making drawings for them hoping that they get that feeling from those drawings it's not so much about me having that feeling but when i make art on paper or whatever that's more for me and then for this piece of sandy and karen i'm kind of drawing on all of that and trying to create a again a space or relation uh, a space where there there can be a connection between the relationship between uh myself and them and sound and light and so what is with to think of what i'm doing as light because it's just light bouncing off of whatever i've drawn and hitting your eyeballs you know does it come through conversations or are you just listening to the the recordings and getting into a meditative state or is, is there a kind of a back and a forth or how's it working i mean it's working in a way where, well for me i think about this stuff a lot because a lot of what i do day to day is quite um i'm not autopilotish but i'm just coloring in little shapes for eight hours a day on people mm. so i get time to think and ruminate on these things so then on these things and i'm in a very fortunate situation where i've made a bunch of things and and explained them and sandy and karen have been like that's awesome <laughs> and so there hasn't been too much back and forth as far as like a collaborative thing i have listened to the record a ton and i am not trying to really overly kind of pinpoint anything and really describe anything or meditate on it or anything like that i'm just trying to not think and just let things flow and relate to them and use things that i have that i like and not really have a purpose or a reason for it but as i wrap it into the larger sense of that connection and i've come together i mean there is some mythology behind some of the symbols and, and stuff but overall i'm trying to not think about it too much and just let the visuals like just trust myself to be like you know i think this looks really nice against this and this looks beautiful and will look nice with that and then see what they think nice i think it's interesting to think about uh how the music is also constructed and then also how you know visuals can can interact right and it sounds like to me that there's a kind of a third space that's sort of opening up between the images and the music and one thing I want to like pivot to thinking about talking about the music is that, you know, with this record, which is, it's really nice to hear recordings in some way. I mean, I had the seven inch, but um, thinking about, you know, they are, they definitely are, they, they have a kind of a structure to them, which feels sort of filmic to me, which makes a lot of sense thinking about Karen, you're a film director and also have done music documentaries and all kinds of things that are amazing. Uh, and then Sandy, you've also done film uh, and then a lot of photography and telling stories. So can you talk about 
the kind of the structures of the songs and then also maybe how you're going to structure the whole maybe experience and how you're hoping maybe it all kind of comes together. Maybe that's too much to talk about, but it gets me excited to think about how. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> we're super excited about it. I mean, one thing that I was thinking of when Thomas was talking was how he was, he was saying that um, he feels like this is kind of a parallel dance with with light. Mm. And uh, I, I think that uh, one thing that we really love is kind of when we play, we hate playing in really bright spaces. Mm. We really like to embrace uh, the drama of, because the music's really dramatic. And so I think, you know, we'd almost be perfectly happy just playing in the pitch black, like in a club or something like that, as opposed yeah. to like, you know, if there's like really harsh stage lighting, it's just a real killer for us. Um, even a friend of ours who's like a promoter was saying something about, oh gosh, don't ever put gloss on in broad daylight in the <laughs> middle of some stupid tent. Like you guys need to be, you know, on a stage with, uh, you know, dramatic lighting and, and that kind of thing. And, um, and so I think, you know, having been to some of the other uh, porch swing or the uh, Bass of the Sea uh, performances at Colab, uh, we were like, oh, we should talk to Thomas about how much brightness there is in the creations that he's making. And so um, I think that's part of how he came up with having a black background mm -hmm. uh, so that, um, you know, the light, <clears throat> like the, the etching of these like, you know, sharp lines of light could really be central and, and then there could be that interplay. I love the idea of that. And I, I think that it's something we hadn't even thought of, but it probably really is true that we're, we are really thinking about how we can interplay with what Thomas is doing. Um, and he's already shared, you know, some early, early sketches of it with us. So, and then we were also talking about uh, ourselves where becoming like a projection, there's going to be the projections on the ceilings, but then also for our performance projecting onto the band um, and wearing white so that um, some of those lines kind of show up outside of just being above, like it, it becomes kind of a three-dimensional space, which we're still sort of working out how that'll uh, come to fruition. But I think it's going to be really fun to have a lot of like, you know, basically have Thomas's drawings just like, bouncing all over the place while Sandy's guitar is bouncing all over the place and the vocals are, you know, bouncing all over the place <laughs> and everyone has earplugs in and, and, and it's a giant prayer you know, for the state of the world. That's the way I see it. <laughs> mm. uh, nice. Or maybe yeah. a, maybe a, a transformation, like a, you know, a kind of catharsis. That's, I, hope, yeah. I hope that's how it I hope yeah. that it becomes like a bit of a journey where, you know, we can kind of all come together in in a space and yeah. just kind of hang out and then yeah. well, feel a little could, better after that. You could think of the culvert as a kind of portal, you know, um, <laughs> to, uh, you know, to space, you know, to gaze at space and, and yes. make, make trans, trans, uh, transcend. You know. Space travel. All right. Into it. Yeah, what definitely. Are we, what are we again? We're space. Uh, space gaze. Space gaze. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's kind of amazing. The 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 projectors are quite bright. Um, and I did notice, like, you know, during our little thing, with there was white. Um, you know, there was a lot of. It really did light up the place, um, which was uh, which was surprising. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and maybe not all that desirable in terms of being, you know, you know, under a, you know, fluorescent light almost um, in some ways. And it was, but you know, when the lights are off in that thing, it is dark. Um, so it is, <laughs> yeah. it is pretty. It, there's a there's a, a kind of a high dynamic range, um, which I think that um, you know, with hindsight, as we kind of discover what this configuration is, um, I think it'll be really great to see what experiments that y'all come up with and, and, and how it, how it plays out, um, with what you, what y'all bring to the, to the table. I want to talk also about, you know, speaking of like, there is, 
and this, if this is putting you on the spot, that's sort of, uh, you can, you can um, decline or whatever. I think about also, you know, the, the, the way that the music sounds and all this, and I can, and I can also sort of get hints in terms of uh, what the music, the sort of the content's about, but I can't really discern the lyrics necessarily. So I just wonder, um, I'm always kind of curious about that, what what are sort of the sort of themes, if you will, that the the, the lyrics are are um, uh, uh, dealing with? And also, I want I don't I'd like to comment that it's great on the record just where those the, the the vocals are. They're not buried, but they are definitely integral. But I can also hear them in a way that it becomes a distinct uh, kind of voice, which I, I I think is really great to hear the differences between the way you both approach. So can y'all talk about lyrics or you maybe you're like new order and you're like, don't talk about the lyrics. I don't know. <laughs> uh, that'll be an interest. This will be an interesting <laughs> one. You can, you can, you can lead, but I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, disagree with you, Sandy. Oh, okay. Great. I mean, a lot of the songs are instrumental, right. And they have names. And, you know, I just have a wee notepad of, like, you know, names that come into my head or, like, someone said as a joke or just some really interesting kind of form of speech someone came up with. It. So that kind of, like, we just, I just collect all these names for for tunes, you know, I have, like, a hundred of them, but, we, you know, we all have an album full of tunes. So, like, I've always got a song name before the song even begins, you know? Nice. Um, none, of the, none of the lyrics are serious, you know, a lot of the other track names are actually really funny and you know some of the lyrics are actually just kind of a bunch of nonsense you know you know sometimes when they're writing them you know this is for it's just, sandy it's just a bunch <laughs> you know it, 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 vocals are just like an instrument for me you know it really is not a priority to have some really crazy meaningful lyrics it's just an instrument you know we went to the studio i had just kind of noises like you know the cocktail twins that's going to say, I was going to say, you're the Cocteau Twins sort of right. uh, uh, branch of this versus this yeah. uh, Leonard Cohen, maybe that you maybe Karen. Oh, yeah. So I was, I was ending up having to write lyrics in the studio and then relearn them, you know, yeah. for the record, like on the spot. And I'm like, oh my God. And then, you know, Karen's helped me here and there. And, um, but she's more the Leonard Cohen writing the lyrics, you know. The lyrics are really important to me, even mm. if they're minimal. And the meaning is really important to me. And my my lyrics are dead serious. <laughs> oh, how interesting. Wow. Yeah, so... What we, what, what you You're talking about your serious lyrics. Serious lyrics. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we're talking about current serious lyrics, summoning aliens and um, stuff with like us. Yeah, no, one song is actually asking the aliens to please come and help us. That's um, serious. That's serious. Yeah. <laughs> maybe serious. maybe the culvert will come. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I don't, we're actually not going to do that one though. Oh, that's, like kind of our, that's our breakout pop hit. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah, we don't, I don't have room for that at the culvert. Gotcha, gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. Um, and then uh, uh, we are doing one of them is about just getting into the zone, and um, I feel like it's almost like instructions for getting into the zone. Um, and we are doing that one. Nice. Uh, one of them is sort of about inability to. Um, and I mean, for Sandy, this is funny, but for me, it's the, I think it's, it's kind of a serious theme is, you know, how do you connect with somebody? How do you communicate across the divide? Um, that's, <laughs> that's the biggest question, right? I mean, like the, <laughs> yeah. well, I want to also uh, bring uh, Thomas back in. You have a long uh, history, both uh, in, in Austin as well, right? Um and uh, I just wanted to, maybe you could tell us a little bit about that that kind of journey and, and where you're 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 back in England now. And I think you've got some really exciting things sort of brewing there. So if you could just kind of tell us a little about that, that sort of journey, uh, I would love to love to share that. Uh, I first met Sandy. It would have been nineteen ninety four five. 1993, I guess I was 13. Uh, the second time I met Sandy was in 1997, due to our BMX background and bikes, and he was living there. And my question was, because uh, I was very intrigued by this at the time, and it was part of my fascination as a young man with Sandy, What my question was, are any 
of the song titles or lyrics from Sandy's side from the Bethlehem Porch quote book? <laughs> um, I don't know if I have that, that quote book anymore. Well, I do have a book of weird quotes, but not none of these song titles actually. Uh, maybe one of them. The last seven inch was riddled with uh, quotes that people said in Pennsylvania. I mean, I just remember sitting on that porch late one night, a bunch of people, like, half-cut, saying a bunch of random stuff, and you were sitting there just laughing to yourself, writing it down. And I was just... And I thought it was amazing just to have the foresight to just... I mean, that's part of... You're a, a, a documentarian in a way. You just... You're, you know, always capturing kind of the, that weird side of humour, both in your photography and with doing things like that, I think. It, so was this like a place where you, like a house that you lived in? Is that what we're talking about in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania? Yeah. Yeah, it was a big house a bunch of the guys lived in. And, uh, I didn't, I think some of us stayed there when we were passing through. But um, uh, Sandy was there and he was a pro and he was sponsored and so he would travel a lot. And then I went back to Pennsylvania again the next year, saw him again. I think I saw him in England. I was very good friends with one of his best friends, this guy Big Ed. And so there was like an connection there for years and then when i you know i mean if you were to add up all the time that we'd spent together when i moved to austin it was probably in total less than like 20 hours over mm. 20 years but mm. we kind of knew each other quite well and then in austin we in each other a bunch so, hello and hello. that's right <laughs> And then Sandy's always been a huge inspiration with me, but just and just well, constantly, just I don't know, not hustling, but just that kind of. It's not like just constantly trying to make something, you yeah. know, like like creative projects, like just you know, just creating, and not in the sense of productivity, but just like never letting a moment slip. And so, and then especially as a photographer, he, he he's a quite a massive inspiration and now like you know it's always funny when you have friends that start bands and make music and they kind of play it to you for the first time and you're like oh god <laughs> <laughs> but you know oh this is fucking awesome you know which is fantastic so especially having been a fan into both what sandy and karen did before in both blue iglomat and what was the name of yours karen because I know oh, I was thinking of Moving Panoramas. Moving Panoramas, yes, which is another very cinematic name. But yeah, yeah so it's, it's pretty easy for me to just make some art to, to, to music that I love. So oh, it's awesome. It's awesome that you guys could have that sort of uh, that relationship and have it um, continue and then, you know, a, a thousand blossoms, right? Uh, an amazing, amazing thing, uh, for sure. Um, but you're also like, now you're starting, uh, as I understand, like a, a studio, but also maybe a kind of, uh, exhibition space or something like that. Can you talk about that? What's going on? Like sort of on the, uh, that's in the horizon or it's like being built or I don't know what, what's the so, to that? So, so it's, it's currently just in the, in the dream stage. Oh, okay. Cause I'm nothing's official. So we'll just say it's but so I currently right now I have a beautiful space that I paint and tattoo out of. I it, I'm incredibly fortunate. It's it's just one of the nicest places I've ever um had like um as far as light and space that I've ever had to make art or create anything in. And but the only downside to it is for the pri primarily it's just me which has been quite nice for the last couple, after working so many years around so many people, I've been able to just, I don't know what the word is, like kind of detune and just kind of recollect myself and spend some time. I'm obviously spending time with my clients and quite often that's six, seven hours, just me and them. I have someone that works with me occasionally, people to visit, but it's, you know, sometimes you're spending time with just one person, but it's, similar to spending time just by yourself uh, you know there's not that much distraction and so that's been quite a nice thing uh, but now i kind of want to grow and create uh i don't know i want to kind of make uh, a space that kind of 
in my life, I feel like I have lots of passions. There's the tattooing, there's painting, making art, there's music as far as my appreciation for it and my appreciation for so many friends that make music that are in bands that I love. Mm. And then there's poster art that goes alongside that. Mm. And then uh, not me personally teaching, but providing a space for others. I like the idea of connecting people with other people that can teach them things. And so the idea is to open what is at its core foundation to studio with hopefully a group of artists that will work there, but can also be flexible as a space that can double as an art gallery. Hopefully if the neighbors are cool, people can come and do in-store music performances and then have seminars where artists can come through and talk about, you know, making art, making posters, how they paint, how they should take photographs and just kind of, so, so rather than me feeling like I'm, cause I sometimes feel like I'm hopping between worlds I'm trying to make a space where I can just feel like it's, it's all in one place. And so I can just exist with it all at the same time. Does that mm. make sense? Oh yeah. Well, it makes sense to, you know, to, to, to create the community you want to be in. I mean, that's uh, the sort of the beautiful thing about sort of a DIY yeah. culture, you know, and, but then also having the means to make it really a, you know, a, a binding thing and, and meaningful. Well, so where, where are people in the podcast world don't know where you are. So where are you now so, and, and where, where do you envision this place being? I'm currently in Lewis, which is a small town of 17,000 people in East Sussex on the south coast of England, wow. nestled in a big national park. It's very, very beautiful. I just went for a, a run up in the fields in the pitch black in the mud, which was wow. really nice. And didn't see another person, which was kind of lovely. And listened to the Scots record at the same time. Nice. Running through. Whilst running through <laughs> Epic. Uh, but the shop I want to do, uh, you know, in a bit more of a city and a hub, and that'll be in Brighton. Mm. which is, um, I don't know, 20 minutes by car, gotcha. uh, very close. Um, and it's a big university town on the coast. It's a bit more affordable than, far more affordable than London and a bit more mm. compact. So, yeah, my options, you know, there's not, you know, I'm just trying to be smart with not having a massive overhead and just being able to have it so that it doesn't need to be 100% like a business business where it's got to pay its own, you know, it's got a lot of bills to cover. Uh, if I'm, if I can afford that luxury, if that makes sense. Yeah. Amazing. Um, allow for that to happen. Well, we'll put also in the show notes, like your Instagram and, and maybe the name of the studio and all that. So people can look at the work and, and uh, yeah. be in touch awesome. if they want or what have you, because like, you you are creating a, a very cool sort of ecosystem, and I think it's only going to grow. And Sandy and Karen, uh, you guys, you know, Thomas just said, you know, one of the things he admires is that, you, you know, you're always doing things. And that is absolutely true. I don't mind the word hustle. I think you guys are hustlers for sure in the best possible way, you know. <laughs> and, and I have to say, you know, also you're very generous, you know, Um has shared with me, you know, different resources um, on getting grants and things like that. And we've, you know, brainstormed and also suggested like playing at the Sky Space or whatever uh, for Port Swing Orchestra. And, uh, and they, you know, uh, we got to do it. And that was like a real bucket list thing for us. Um, and that was because basically you, you made that suggestion in, in the front yard. So, I, you know, I really do appreciate that. I mean, you're definitely helping everybody else out and, uh, you know, and sharing grant resources is, is, is amazing because, um, you know, your record, um, in some ways was, was funded by, uh, the city of Austin. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I've got like a little record thing too. And, uh, we both lucked out there, uh, for sure. Um, and, uh, anyway, I'm just going to give you a shout out, but this is a long sort of wind up just to sort of ask you like, Okay, so there's this new record, and, and I think you're thinking about ways to get it out in the world, but what else is going on? Because I know, Karen, you also, you have, you know, you've made movies about Sid Barrett and Towns Van Zandt and all this kind of stuff. Um, are there projects and stuff that you're excited about that you can share with us? Um, besides all the awesomeness that Gloss is doing, because we'll <laughs> get to that, too. You could, you know, talk about that, too. 
for sure. But I'm just also interested in all these other parts of y'all's creative endeavors. Yeah. Uh, you want, do you want me to go first? Sure. I edit for a living mostly. So I'm, I'm cutting a, a new music doc that I'm really excited about. And then I have two other docs that I'm producing and directing that are uh, in various stages of development. <laughs> <laughs> One of them is a project that I did with Sandy or Sandy or co-directing it. And um, we started it during COVID when my dad was in nursing care during COVID. Mm. Uh, we actually showed a cut of that at the contemporary a couple of years ago, but it's been sort of shelved because my dad passed away and mm. um, it's just like a lot of, it's just a lot, a big thing. A and big so, thing. Yeah, yeah. And we kind of need to scrape together. We don't need a lot of money, but we just need enough money to be able to sit down and really focus on it mm-hmm. um, because it's, it's a heavy project, but it's also, Oddly enough, it's heavy, but, you know, my dad was so kooky, and <laughs> Sandy is pretty kooky, and so... That's true. That's true. Um, Never. It's really fun and funny. Uh, if you ever thought a COVID film um, about someone in a nursing home right. <laughs> near the end of their life could it's be gonna... funny, I think that, you know, it, it is possible, and we'll, we'll show you. Yeah, um, Nice. <laughs> and I'm also um, writing uh, and near near the final, almost ready to start packaging a, a new um, subversive horror film about women's bodily autonomy. Whoa! Uh, and see if I can't uh, shake some money out of the sky to make a, make another uh, narrative. I would really like to do that. You know, so, we, we need that kind of movie, especially in Texas. Right? Yeah, yeah. So that's almost ready to start get people excited about it. That's awesome. Yeah. So where can, where, can we, where, can, where can people find your endeavors and all that kind of business? Karen'sGloss.com. Perfect. <laughs> you can find me there. I will. Not just like the band. That's one thing that's been so great about having the band be called Sloss is usually everyone can't pronounce my name. And now, like, we'll play a show at a club and people are like, that band Sklaus. I'm like, wow, they just said it. They just said my name. without. I didn't have to spell it or, like, tell them it sounds like dental floss. Or I, I think it's brilliant. I love, I, I think the name is perfect. I mean, it's definitely got, like, a Van Halen sort of adjacent <laughs> Yeah, we need some, we need some we need a jaggy we need a really jaggy font. You, you know, totally do. Really, really <laughs> yeah. jaggy. Yeah. So yeah. We came up, we, there was no band names left, so I was like, we could. I just want to call it Scott. Since you didn't take my name, yeah, when, when we got married, I was like, I should just take your name. And yeah. We did. I, so I was like, well, we just do the band, you know. I don't think Carson has the same ring. No, that's, that's rubbish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you definitely, you know, like the, the amount of times that I drew the Van Halen uh, logo on a on a on a textbook cover is um, innumerable. Totally, at high school, just drawing all your favorite band logos. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. Uh, so, Sandy, what's what's what do you got brewing too? I don't know. I, I, a lot of my time, I get really focused on stuff. So I've just been band dad here for a minute. Um, you know, just trying to. Hustle with the band stuff, you know, uh, you know, trying to trying to get the music out there, see if anyone's interested, and then kind of we we shot a music video recently, so we've been editing that all weekend here. Um, oh, nice. Did you guys direct that yourselves, or did you get get somebody else? You know. Yeah, that? we we totally it's insane. Is not. It's just in, it's yeah. kind of directed by everyone while. Uh, yeah. I. <laughs> so that's kind of we've been trying to finish that up and do pickups. Um. And then we're obviously working on the dark, start opening that up. And then I think I'm going to start working on another book here as well. So I'm trying to figure out, you know, how I could fund that or just take time off to do it or, you know, go through the archives. Uh, yeah. Nightmare. Oh, I know that is. I know that is a nightmare. But also congratulations, you know, on the the passing book was featured on PBS, right? I think, can you see that on PBS? If like you can... Yeah, some of the photos were used, yeah. Yeah. So uh, Passing Place was a book that Sandy made about 
his mom a kind of I don't know an homage, if you will. Homage to my mom and in the village I grew up. Yeah. Yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful book. Um, uh, we'll have you know some links to all you know the books because um, you've got some some great ones uh, for sure. I love the COVID book is like kind of my favorite thing that's come out of COVID. Um, I haven't <laughs> seen, I haven't seen the film about Karen's dad yet, uh, but um, but the you know the uh, that that book is amazing just because it really does you know how Thomas was talking about like your kind of humor. Um, it really threads the needle there. I mean, uh, in terms of like really articulating what a crazy time that was. Yeah. Crazy time. I think if you take a passing place and the COVID book and put combine them, that's basically what Mr. Jerry's going to be like. <laughs> like nice. Yeah. Uh, the, the film about my dad. So. It's Mr. He Jerry. Actually, yeah. He actually yeah. has, he's in the book in a pope costume. He's actually in um, the COVID oh, book. That's him? That's yeah. him. Oh, my God. Halloween. On Halloween. Oh, uh, that picture is insane. <laughs> oh, my God. That's crazy. Uh, well, that's amazing. Well, um, I guess as we sort of wrap up, I just wondering, um, I'm so excited you guys are doing this. I just think it's really singular, and and I just yeah. think it's really cool that um, – Oh, absolutely! That that you're creating this thing together. Is there anything else that you want to like sort of talk about, or or that I missed um, uh, pertaining to the the performance, or anything else that you want to add? I was thinking. I just wanted to, you know, say I'm really grateful for the opportunity to collaborate with all of you guys. You know, I mean, I think with such a big project like this and performance, like everybody becomes part of the band, you know, like Thomas is definitely in the band here. He's bringing the visuals, you know, riffing off what we are doing. And then you approached us with a venue and just all of it's just really tying together really nice and still really, really grateful, you know, for the opportunity. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. yeah I d definitely second that as far as, you know, just how grateful I am. And, towards all of you and uh, you know like i think i'm not sure when we first started talking about this but prior to that because I, I i had studied i studied film at school at, when i was at college many decades ago and it's always been in the back of my mind my dream as a kid was to be a cinematographer so mm. and as i'm like you know precariously creeping towards a midlife crisis i was like man i'd have to make some video art and blah, 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 and it'd be really cool to make a music video and some other stuff like this, and then this just kind of fell into place, and I was just like, wow, there's some magical universe synchronicity going on there, and uh, yeah. I'm just except, exceptionally grateful that I get to come and play in your sandbox, basically. Ah, uh, that's great. That's that's the best. The big sandbox. The culvert is basically a sandbox. It's just frozen into a rectangle. Um, so, well, cool. Well, thank you guys so much. And we look forward to seeing this, uh, this performance on February 24th. That's Saturday at 8 PM at Colab Projects in Austin, Texas. And, um, see you there. See you there. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's it. Thanks for listening to the Port Swing Orchestra podcast. 
Vast of the Sea is a series of presentations and performances highlighting the interconnections between sound, image, and community held at Colab Projects in Austin, Texas. We heard an excerpt of Snorkel's Ask, which is a new track from the forthcoming LP from Skloss. You can get tickets for their February 24th, 8 p.m. show at collabprojects.org on a sliding scale. That's co-labprojects.org. Vast of the Sea is supported in part by grants from the Cultural Arts Division of the City of Austin Economic Development Department, Texas Commission of the Arts, and the National Endowment for the Arts, and HEB, and members of CoLab. Hope to see you there. Oh, hey, and before you go, I am going to have a special members, collab projects members only performance on Friday, the 23rd of February um, at 7 p.m. at collab projects. And you really ought to be a member if you like what's going on at Vast of the Sea. It's just a, well, it's a drop in the ocean of what collab projects does. They are pillars of the community and they put on just killer shows year after year. They are definitely worth your time. You can support them for as little as $5 a month and they do special things for members with every exhibition. So we are going to do a special show just for them. So it's Barry Stone and Friends. Um, Sandy and I actually are joking that it's Barry Stone and members, um, but I don't know what that means. So anyway, well, Paul will join me and we'll reprise some of our original performance of Lost Pines. Um, and then there are also other special surprises that we have in store for you. So I do hope that you can join me and you sign up and become a member. Really, it's it's a worthwhile thing to do. Even if you don't live in Austin, I think that you can benefit uh, filling your sort of karma bucket with a donation to this venerable nonprofit art institution. All right, I'm out. <laughs>